so it was Toby's birthday on uh, Thursday. Happy birthday, Toby. Yeah, he's, he's the same five. age as he's the same age as Arlo. Yeah. Arlo's five. Yeah. yeah. I'm Megan. And I'm Courtney. You're listening to Procrastinate, the podcast that we use as an escape from work, but we end up talking about work anyway. Yay, ain't no tired like end of the year teacher tired. It's true. That's a saying I've heard. It is a meme that I have seen. I, um, uh, I, I slept in today on accident. Hunter's alarm is normally my second alarm. Um, and his didn't go off. And so I slept in an hour. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like, not like five minutes, like a fucking hour. I woke oh, up. No. Yeah. I woke up. 10 minutes after I usually leave and I was like oh shit (laughs) and and Hunter was like what happened we were so confused it was as if we'd had an all-night rager and we had done sleep we had slept (laughs) we had watched tv and woken up and we're like where were we we had a a big big time at Toby's birthday party yeah we did we (laughs) must have Things got wild. Charlie ate the dog treat. That was pretty funny. Did he so, like it? Yes, he wanted more. He was like, hmm. <laughs> so dad from feeders got uh, these, uh, what am I trying to say? Dad from feeders got Toby like a little birthday variety pack tray. And in the center was a big bone that said, happy birthday, super cute. Uh, we gave that to Toby. And then there were lots of little treats and we shared those amongst the friends. Well, Charlie only saw cookies and that was it. Plus it's birthday. And so anytime Charlie hears birthday, he says cake. So he was like, uh, this is a birthday cookie then. Like he, he put that together himself and we were like, no, they're dog cookies. He wanted his defense. That is sound logic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it really is. And he also always gives, it was a setup for disaster because he's using that logic. Plus he always gives dogs their treats. So he was like, give them to me. So he gave them some, and then he just popped it right in his mouth. And Hunter was like, oh God, oh God. And dad was (laughs) like, it's fine, you know? And I looked at the ingredient list. It was fine. It probably is fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's probably fine. I, uh, for my, both of my dogs have birthdays in April, like within a couple weeks of each other. And so I just make them, uh, we have like a little celebration and I make them a cake and I have tasted that. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think it's no sugar, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, the, I use pumpkin, like canned pumpkin. So I guess the only sweetener would be that. Right. But I, I don't know. Charlie ate some peanut butter, honey, flour, something or other. I feel like the only thing that really wasn't in there was sugar. Um, And then white chocolate. It probably wasn't that bad. Yeah. Especially because I think, I think the white chocolate around it probably made it taste better. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 
but yeah. And I don't know. I, that, so my nephew eats these things that look like tater tots, but they're not, they're like little pieces of styrofoam pretty much that are peanut butter, peanut butter. Well, they taste like they've been sitting next to peanut butter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they're Sesame street brand. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They eat those. So of course he's going to enjoy a white chocolate dipped dog treat. Yeah, no, you're absolutely honey right. It, you know, because it probably has more flavor than he's used to. Yeah. That same that same brand, uh, they have these cheese puffs or cheddar puffs, and that look like weird almost popcorn. And then now they have these PB and J bites, um, that Charlie is about. Uh, Are they good? Is it any? I don't know. Good? I haven't tried them. Hunter likes them all. I do not like that is so weird. I know. And so like, and so Charlie like feeds them to us and Hunter's not a monster. He like eats some, well, well he'll eat like one, but then after the first one, he tricks him and puts them back into his bowl, you know? Yes. Cause he's a good dad. I try to pretend like I'm eating it and then give it to Hunter to put back in the bowl. Like I don't, or sometimes I'm just like, no, thank you. No. (laughs) Mm-mm. mommy doesn't want that Mm-mm. mommy has better food yeah <laughs> mommy has butter fingers no, <laughs> no um anyway so uh is there anything else we want to catch up on or do we just want to dive on into this bad boy i want to i want to tell you something okay i remembered through doing this that my friends and I in middle school definitely wrote Harry Potter fan fiction. I love it. I, so I was thinking about it. I was the type of person who would have written fan fiction. I just never did it. I read it. I read fan fiction like in secret. Yeah. But, um, I would have written it if I had been brave enough. So right. I, I admire your courage. Thank you. Thank you. Your preaching I don't, courage. <laughs> it was really more <laughs> Bailey. Bailey had the courage. Um, she was also very organized. She gave each of us spiral notebooks. And the idea was that we would each write a story in it and then like continue it and then rotate the notebook. You know what I mean? So it was like, I like that. Have, yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember if there was one notebook that we passed around or three, maybe it was one. And we each had to like wait a beat before, but either way it was that we would all write a chapter. Um, and I don't think we made it that far, but, but we also, did, did you have notebooks with friends where you would write notes back and forth in the notebook? And so then when the notebook got done, it was just like notes between you and your friend. That's really sweet. We never used a notebook for that. We would rip the page out of the notebook right. and fold it up in a very intricate way. Right. We had and those two pass notes. Yeah. We never right. did a notebook of it, but I wish I had how right? fun. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I mean, we did it for acquaintances. You would get like one of those little paper football square looking things. Um, or like, I, I don't know, but yeah. We, we did that. I, I've since gotten rid of all of them, but anyways, I, I didn't know it was fan fiction. I thought it was just, oh, wow. We really like Harry Potter. So we're pretending like we are in Harry Potter. Like yeah. I, I, I didn't have a word for it. Yeah. Um, it was very innocent. I think we, I, if I remember correctly, I was all about Ron Weasley. Um, and 
we decided there would be a way for me to date Ron Weasley in it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And she was all about, um, so she was all about, uh, what's his name? Uh, he dies Cedric Diggory, but she still was about him. And I can't, there were some other ones like the twins. One of our friends, like the twins, um, did anyone like Charlie? Charlie was my guy, Charlie Weasley. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, I don't remember. He's not, he's not hardly in the books at all, which I think is why I loved him so much. It was so mysterious. But he worked. (laughs) (laughs) Was he the one that works with the dragons or green guys? Yes. He works with dragon. He works with dragons and he's always described as like, just like kind of buff and like manly. Like he works like, I just, I was obsessed. Yeah. That's great. And then, yeah, you don't see him very much. So it's a, he's just a man of mystery. Yeah. (laughs) That's a, (laughs) (laughs) if I wrote fan fiction, I would have written a fan fiction about, yeah, probably a girl named Margaret who was, Oh, you changed the name. That's I wouldn't be Megan. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I was, I was Courtney. Like I was like, Courtney and Ron Weasley go a walk in down the corridor at Hogwarts. Oh, there's thieves, like not creative stuff. <laughs> Bailey came out of the classroom talking with Padma and Pavardi. <laughs> Let's go to the common room, guys. Like not creative. It was real bad. It was real bad. It's still sweet um, though. I think. Yeah, I think it is sweet. I think it's a universal thing because when there's like, when there's a world that everyone just loves, like when there's a fandom like this, that makes such a big impact, people just mm-hmm. want to be a part of it. And it's such a universal thing. If you are a preteen or a young teenager, yes, you want to put yourself um, literally in it. And so you just write yourself into it. Right. Right. Absolutely. I had an idea for a fan fiction in my head that I wanted to write and I wanted to share with you the idea, mm-hmm. but I didn't write it. So Mm. I wanted to tell you what the idea was. Why don't we do that after? Okay. Are you ready? Do you want me to start? Do you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to go first. Okay. Just in case we need this, the prompt this week is fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Let's edit that back to the beginning. Yep. All right. Here we go. Can I fan fiction real life? Instead of characters from Harry Potter, The Office, or some other favorite movie, can I fan fiction real life and turn it into what I wish it were? No, I don't mean my immediate world, my son, Hunter, family, etc. That is all nice. I mean global issues. Those I would like to rewrite. To re those I would like to rewrite. Billionaires and money would be gone. We all work as one to rebuild. We farm enjoy the time with friends, and still have TV and the internet. We drink, but not to excess, because mental health is key. We take care of and educate our children on kindness and community and the power of long-term goals. Book exchanges are everywhere. People love reading. And learning is fun, not threatening. Drugs are legal and tracked in a way that is non-threatening and supportive. DIY and Etsy are thriving. Everything is available to all, so the need for more is gone. 
Public transport and electric cars are a must and bikes are all the rage. You can love who you love and be who you want to be. And, mm, oh, and size doesn't matter. Wear the shorts if you want. When you wake up, you ask yourself, how can I better the world for future generations? How can I be better? How can I show kindness? And then you do. World hunger is no more. Food and celebrations are abundant. We sleep when the sun goes down, then wake up in the night to visit for a little bit like they did in the old days and then go back to sleep. Yes, this is a real thing. But now as I write, I'm thinking maybe there's a reason we don't try and fan fiction real life. Fiction was always fiction and recreating that world is not a hope. It's just pretend. You can't be disappointed by something you knew would never happen in the first place. So um, never mind, scratch that. Let's start over. The snow falling on Hogwarts reminded Courtney of the powdered donut Ron had given her yesterday afternoon. Oh, how she hoped he would be in the common room when she got back from Hogsmeade. The end. <laughs> I lost it when you switched when you switched to the snow on the Hogwarts. <laughs> Courtney, I was so entranced that whole time. I was like, yes, this utopia, it sounds so wonderful. And then I like got really sad. Because it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. And then I just I loved that ending. Thank you for that roller coaster of fucking You're emotions. You're I <laughs> also I wrote the old fashioned way and it is I very it. it is very hard to turn pages and to keep track of. I will not be doing this again. I wouldn't either. I it was I horrible. Admire you. Thank I you. I admire you for trying that, but I saw it and I was like, does she have a notebook? Yeah, I did. I did. Never again on yeah. my phone from now on. Back to that. <laughs> all right it's um, well I'll, I'll, I want to talk about what you wrote okay so, okay okay I was all about that I was like I because I'm to the point now where there's so many things that I'm so upset about in the world that the only way that it could be fixed is to like start it all over and write it all anew you know so I was on board it. with you yeah. I was like yeah okay. of course we need to fanfic the world and huh. yeah and just all start but there there's just no way to actually fix it because mm -hmm. if we did like there's there's no way we can have an abundance of everything and have etsy <laughs> there's yeah you know <laughs> be yeah because you need a free market and then it's magic you need magic right a way to like magically keep this shit running yeah. Well, we need more of a, a community society and we're too big for, in America. It's America's too big right. to be community oriented. Right. Um, which sucks. It does suck. Cause that's what humans need. Mm -hmm. We need community and people. We do. Tell me more about this period in time where people would take a nap and then oh. get up in the middle of the night. Oh my God. 
So I cut, kind of forgotten about it. And then I heard about it on another podcast. My mom had explained it to me because she always gets up at like three or four in the morning. And I think it's bizarre. She are like two or three, depending on when she falls asleep for work. And she goes to sleep, wakes up, dicks around on her phone, goes and gets some food, like watches some TV and then goes back to bed and then sleeps fine. And I think it's really weird. And she was like, well, you know, they used to do that. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? And I found reference to it and we can try to Google it in a second. Um, And so people would basically go down when the sun went down, you know, so seven, eight, you wouldn't stay up much later because you like couldn't really see anything. Candles were super important, right? You'd go ahead and you'd go to sleep. Then in the middle of the night, you'd get up and talk with each other because the nighttime might be for like 10 hours, but you're only going to sleep for like seven or eight of those. Get up, talk to each other. Your eyes have like adjusted. Maybe you decide to burn a candle, maybe the light of the full moon, whatever. Talk with people. Um, I don't know, knit something. I don't know what people did back then. Eat a, <laughs> eat a biscuit and then go back to sleep and then wake up at the sunrise. And in the podcast I was listening to, he was talking, he had read something that referenced it, that in Brooklyn, uh, in one of the New York boroughs that people would do it and get up in the middle of the night and like, go talk and share news and check in to kind of, you know, cause you can't really check. You didn't check your phone, obviously, yeah. you know, it was before newspapers, like a 24 hour news cycle, whatever, go, go around, talk with people, check in, get some food, say, Hey, go back to bed. So So it's kind of like, what did I miss? I was asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to look it up and see if I can find a more, but I think it's fascinating, but I think, I think it would be very cool to do. Um, again, right now I just feel like I should be asleep but our bodies don't work like that is what I'm thinking. They don't. The closest thing I have is like when I try to have a lazy Sunday or a lazy, like Monday, if it's a long weekend Mm -hmm. and I'll wake up early and then do some stuff. But like most, if it's a lazy day, I'm reading or watching TV or crocheting, and then I'll take a nap and then I'll still have day left after the nap. And then I'll go to bed early. Yes. It is like that. (laughs) But it's during um, the day. It's not during the it's night. It's not during nighttime. So this it is, also fucks up my sleep schedule for like the next right, fortnight. But this used to be, look at this. For thousands of years, humans slept in two shifts. Should we do it again? First sleep or dead sleep began around dusk, lasting for three to four hours. People woke up around midnight for a few hours of activity, sometimes called the watching. They used it for things like praying, chopping wood, socializing with neighbors, and for sex. What? So you have to. (laughs) Yeah. You sleep first and then you wake up when your breath is all stanky. Mm -hmm. And And you pray to God, chop some wood. Pray to God, chop some wood and get it on. Yeah. And say, hey. And then second sleep or morning sleep began began after the waking period and lasted until morning. So 
I think it's that I think it's wild. <laughs> oh, what? No, it's it says, here's a suggestion for dealing with depression from the English ballad, Old Robin of Portingale. So like, apparently this sleep schedule helped with depression. It says, mm-hmm. and in the awakening of your first sleep, you shall have a hot drink made. And at the awakening of your next sleep, your sorrows will have a slake. So that's like older English for just like, wake up, have a little hot drink and then go back to bed. And when you wake up again, you'll feel better. You'll be happy. Yeah. I believe it. Well, are you ready to yell at my face with your <laughs> fan fiction? Yes. Okay. 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 So here's my piece on fan fiction. I was a preteen at a weird place on the internet timeline. Neopets, instant messaging, accidentally downloading viruses from LimeWire, and fan fiction. Reading Harry Potter fan fiction was a sort of secret guilty pleasure of mine. I loved imagining a wizarding world in which a foreign exchange student from America could just show up and learn they were half vampire. A world where Hogwarts had a school dance every year and paragraphs of outfit descriptions were more important than plot. A world where you don't have to rely on the original author's plans for who would fall in love. Instead, maybe Harry and Draco would end up together or Neville and Luna or even Madame Pence and Argus Filch. What a scandal. That strange little corner of the internet is still out there. We still have access to countless Harry Potter fan fiction stories, some good, some bad, some disturbing. But how lucky are we that at the click of a button and some very specific Google searching, we can travel back in time to the early aughts when we didn't know the fate of Harry and friends, when we didn't know that JK Rowling was actually human trash, and when the limits of the Harry Potter wizarding world didn't exist. Example, I just read the first chapter of a fan fiction called The Devil Wears Quidditch Robes, published in 2007. 2007! Is it about a young witch who wants a journalism career in the wizarding fashion industry? Nope. Is it about a Quidditch rivalry where one character is especially evil? Not at all. This story has nothing to do with the title or the movie it references. That's the beauty of fan fiction. It's chaos. Nothing makes sense because it doesn't have to. Just in case you're wondering, the story was about Lily and James when they were in school. Enemies to lovers trope opens with Lily fulfilling a dare to kiss James. Silly and enjoyable despite the overuse of adverbs. I will be reading chapter two. Fan fiction gets a bad rap. It's often stereotyped as too desperate or too salacious or too weird. But there are some real gems out there. Why shouldn't we enjoy them? Yay. That's awesome. And it does get a bad rap. It does. Okay. So first off, I like that we both chose Harry Potter in some aspect. Like obviously <laughs> that that is our safe place. That I figured our, that would happen. Yeah. yeah. That is our home of fandom. Uh, I love that. I love that you said that online. And this is such a good point that we are lucky. We can travel back to the early aughts, as you said, anytime, like <laughs> all of the nonsense that, you know, Bailey and my middle school, high school friends that we got into with Harry Potter are like blogs, our MySpaces, uh, our live journals, 
because mm-hmm. Sarah and I definitely have lied journals. Like those are all still there. It's kind of terrifying to think about, but it is, but it's nice wow. that someone else wrote something like right. I was, <laughs> right. I just want to read what other people wrote during that time. Yeah. Cause, Cause it does feel like it. Like if you read something that was written in 2005, like it is you are back in 2005. Yeah. So. Yeah. There, there are sometimes I'll online, I'll like ask a question about anything and I'll get an answer and I can tell how dated it is like, and then I look and scroll through and go to the bottom and I'm like, Oh, this comment was left 10 years ago. No, I need to find a most recent like, yeah. yeah. And what's funny with fan fiction is like there, because there are a lot of outfit descriptions and you can tell, Oh my gosh, the like amount of converse tees, like black eyeliner, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the old band shirts, like you can tell, like just there, it is such a vibe, those outfit descriptions. I love it. That's awesome. Um, I liked when you said that for fan fiction, the title doesn't match it's chaos, (laughs) Um, but it's, it is such a good point though. Cause it, uh, that, that you said about it, not getting like enough credit and it does get a bad rap. Like it's just writers using someone else's characters and someone else's world, but that's what writers do anyway. Like I'm sitting here staring at Hunter's Marvel collection of like cards and that's what they do with comics. Like you create a character and then once it's created, you might do like a run for like a comic series, but then that character gets placed into this world. That character gets used and written and like within that Marvel company or DC or whatever, it's not your character anymore. And like, I, and they basically fan fiction each other. You know what I mean? I was say the MCU is just one big fan fiction. It is. Uh, fanfiction.net is a wild place. I spent a lot of time there the past few days. And- is that, <laughs> is that where we got our interpretive like performance piece from that one it had time. to be it had to be yeah that's funny it's also home of the devil wears, wears quidditch robes which i thought was just a short story it is not it is like got 21 chapters or something okay so maybe you just haven't figured out who the devil is yet like true it's true so I, so read on and let us know um well, it seems like it seems like it's just going to be like Lily and James getting together. Yeah. But maybe someone comes in temporarily. Yeah. I will say there's an author's note at the top that says, by the way, I know this doesn't have anything to do with the movie. The devil wears Prada. Right. I understand. So I don't think there's, but obviously it doesn't. (laughs) To, to me, if I were going to, if I was going to write something called the, De- called the devil wears Quidditch robes. And I knew that it was going to be about Lily and James, it would mm-hmm. be Lily and James start off dating. And then some new bitch comes to Hogwarts who plays on the Quidditch team mm-hmm. and starts a flirting with James. That'd and be a good a, premise. Yeah. I think the person who wrote this does say in the author's note. So they say like they're in high school. I know this has nothing to do with the movie. (laughs) She's just really cute. But, and in the first chapter, 
the person in Quidditch robes literally is James. And Lily is very anti-James. Like they're very at odds. So my guess is that this person picked the title, wrote that first chapter with the intention of the devil in Quidditch robes being James. And then they just kept fucking writing. Right. Because it's like, oh, damn you for being so hot. mm -hmm. You devil, you. Well, she, yeah. She like her friends. Oh my God. This, this story's out. It's wild. Lily has these two friends named Marlene and Dorcas and Marlene and Dorcas. um, She's obviously been watching Sabrina and the show. It had to be. There's a, yeah. Is that where those names are from? Dorcas is. I don't know where Marlene's from, but from Dorcas the old is. Sabrina? Like no, time. from the new, oh. the new sexy Sabrina. Oh, well, this was published like, in 2007. Young and hip. <gasps> oh my yeah. God. Then That's, she's, yeah. I didn't know this was 2007. Then she's like ahead of her time. Megan, she might, this like this girl might've gone on to write for. To write Sabrina? How, why else would the name Dorcas yeah, D O R C A S. I could, I guess that's how you pronounce it. I, Dorcas. I, I don't know. Oh, but this girl's name is Dork and then U S. Oh, I mean, she could have changed the spelling to be like, I hope nobody confuses it with my Harry Potter fanfic. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. Okay, so anyway, before the story starts, before this like 20 something chapter fan fiction starts, um, Dorcas and Marlene have dared Lily to kiss James on the mouth. They're in fourth year. Okay. The whole first chapter is just Lily being like, I can't stand this. The game of truth or dare has to be banned, blah, blah, blah. And like, it's, there's so many adverbs and adjectives. Like all the sentences are 20 miles long, but it's, it's really funny and cute. Like Lily ends up tripping and they kiss. And then like they're, James is really snarky about it. And then in chapter two, it starts in their seventh year. And I don't know where everyone's at with their feelings because I haven't read anymore, but um, I like it. I'll tell you, I'm invested in the Quidditch or the devil wears Quidditch robes. So fun fact, Dorcas means gazelle or deer. Okay. Oh, well, then Dorcas needs to be dating James. Yeah. And I, right. I guess that is how you spell it. I never saw it spelled in Sabrina. I thought it was dork in the U.S. <laughs> I didn't question it. That's didn't. how I would spell it. If I had only heard it, that's how I would spell it. It's the most ridiculous fucking name. It's a weird name. Yeah. When I, because I yeah, when was, I read this, I was like Marlene and Dorcas, like, is this a joke? And it's not the author in this fanfic is taking themselves very seriously. Okay. Let's let me, haiku. Well, let what? me tell you first. What let me your tell idea you was. what I was going to write a fanfic yeah, about. Tell me, tell me. Okay. So I, I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Love it. And so I was going to write a fanfic where Dumbledore was hosting some sort of like reality show for the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers and all of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers that ever worked at Hogwarts, including Harry, because he, you know, had that little secret club class 
Mm -hmm. So all of them would be competing and it would be very much like a reality TV show and like characters were going to talk to the camera and be like, I can't believe this tape is doing this. Like he's such a bitch. And I love it. You know, funny. I know. I just didn't, I needed more time. When I got the idea, I needed more time to like do it, to make it good. So it's like, maybe one day I'll write this, but what a dumb little idea, huh? No, that's not dumb. Yeah. I would, I would watch the shoot out of that. It's very creative. Yeah. Guess who I was going to have win at the end. Who are all my Lupin? Who, okay, who so are all my choices? The options would be Quirrell, who's magically alive again. Mm-hmm. Quirrell, Lockhart, Lupin. Um, Mad-Eye Moody. Is Lockhart going to like magically not be... They're all themselves as they okay. were in the, okay. at the time. Okay. Well, well, okay. But <clears throat> Moody really never taught defense. against Right. The so it's Mo- it's Barty Crutch Jr. As Moody. Like it's, yeah. So it's like Quirrell with a Voldemort head, Gilderoy Lockhart, Lupin, Barty Crouch disguised as Moody. Okay. And then Snape. And then those, uh, Electo brother, sister duo. Oh yeah, they were awful. And yeah. Harry Potter. And um, Harry. I think who I think would actually win in that fight would be Snape mm-hmm. or Lupin. But yeah. who did you pick? So I was gonna have Lupin be the fan favorite, obviously. Yeah. But the person who's gonna win is gonna be Gildroy Lockhart because oh uh, essentially like the producers just want like a poster child to win so they mm. can sell more merch and stuff. And he has that pretty and, smile. Yeah. And Wizard really, Twitter was going to go insane because they yeah. were like, uh. <laughs> ah. Ah. Because yeah. like Snape, I bet Gildery would have taken it from Snape probably. Snape was going to be, yeah, like the villain, like that started a bunch of shit. The Electos mm. were going to be like kind of messy drunks. Yeah. I don't know if Snape would start shit though. I feel like Quirrell would start shit. Really? Yeah. Because he has that thing in the back of his head he mm-hmm. isn't really poor professor quirrell yeah you know, so he could like secretly start shit and be like but but I, I i i do not know you know and then they'd be like oh it couldn't be this fucking idiot and yeah then, yeah yeah no i like that i like Thanks. that um we need to start a new notebook and i'll write a chapter of this and you write a chapter <laughs> just mail each other back and forth yes <laughs> <laughs> sounds great i will let you know though i made it maybe a chapter and a half and then <laughs> stopped contributing and i'm pretty sure bailey just wrote the rest herself but sure <laughs> all right all right let's write haikus okay sounds good okay i'll read yours first since you went first okay a utopia is fiction but i'm a fan ron's powdered donuts <laughs> Love it. Ron's powdered donuts. That sounds so dirty. I know. Oh my God. I know that's not how you meant it. Oh my goodness. I was going to just put powdered donuts, but that's not enough. I needed Ron. Yeah. Powdered donut. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. That's great. Okay. Listen, listen. We both love HP. It is not Dorcas, it cool. Early aughts chaos. 
it is not Dorcas. So we like have to talk about the name now or it's going to be super amazing. Yeah. But Courtney, it is not Dorcas. It cool. It cool. Because <laughs> I, you know, it's is only one syllable. It is. Like, I, w- <laughs> I could have said that it? because I, I wanted to make the point that it cool. And <laughs> you can't do that. So I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know why I did it. I thought I like it anyway. Good. Um, right. Okay. Courtney, I need you to pull up a 43 sided die. Okay. Roll a die. 14. 14 is church camp. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Let's do that. <laughs> Just in time for summer church camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've got memories. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Some bad. We should say good night now. Yeah. Good night and goodbye. And the next time we will be talking about church camp. Thanks for listening to Procrastinate. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye. Megan's probably going to be singing again. If I'm being honest. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of singing in my church camps. Right. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. And soon all those around bringing the tambourine warm when it's going. Ding, ding, That's ding. how it is with God's, God's love. love. Once you've experienced it, it's fresh like spring. You want to sing. You want, want to, to pass, pass it on. on. Then we do a round. We roast marshmallows. Yeah. It's funny. I didn't know that song from my church camp. I only knew it from you singing it. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know that from my church camp either. That uh, my mom sang that to me. <laughs> That's what she used to sing at Girl Scouts. But when I think of church camp songs, That's what I think. <laughs> oh, it man. sounds like a church camp song. For Doesn't sure. it? It does. Mm-hmm. It does. All right.